Hey everyone, NBA free agency day two. A lot, like a lot happened in day one, so there weren't that many people left for day two. But a lot did fucking happen. Like a lot of needle moving stuff happened, and you know the Lakers got a lot of play. Like the Lakers and Nets, it really does feel like like the '80s with Lakers and Celtics, where it's you know these two teams with a bunch of stars just. Taking everyone up, like the the Celtics get Dennis Johnson, the Lakers get Bob McAdoo, then the Celtics get you know Bill Walton like the next year, then you know the the Lakers the next year get Michael um, Michael Tom Michael Thompson Michael Thompson like I know it's M Y C H A L I'm not sure if it's Michael or Michael though I think it's Michael I think it's Michael Thompson you know they get Michael Cooper they get James Worthy you know. The Celtics get Scott Wedman and, you know, Danny Ainge. So that's just what it feels like where it's just these two teams loading up. And, uh, you know, the Bucks did some things that I liked. The 76ers did some things I like. The Bulls got DeRozan, obviously. So, you know, I'm going to go through all of, the, all of the new ones anyways and just, you know, talk about them and how they fit with their new teams and uh, you know how it impacts their you know last team. All right, so last t- the last person I talked about on <laughs> the last podcast, I said last like eleven times right there, but it was uh, Otto Porter Jr. with the Warriors. And after that, like I sometimes I avoid like the Gabe Vincent deals and like the Max Strauss deals just because I don't think they matter that much. Like they haven't proven that much to me. Like Max Strauss like seemed to be a good shooter. Gabe Vincent seem to be a good shooter but like that i like i don't know enough about them for to like really talk about it and how it's gonna impact the heat maybe those guys take a step up and then they matter but right now i just don't know what to say about them sam decker like it's not even like important enough for me to talk he's going to toronto like does it, it's not like important enough for me to talk all right so last la- the last person i talked about was Otto Porter jr going to the warriors the next trade not trade the signing it's Rudy Gay goes to Utah, two years, 12 mil. Firstly, a great pickup for them, only six mil a year for Rudy Gay, who's, you know, he, he, right now he's more like a four rather than a three. He's not, he's not quick enough to play the three anymore. He's a little bit heavier now. He's a four, three. You know, he might even be able to play like center for you a little bit, like backup center, especially like when you think about that, you know, uh, Utah Clippers series. Derek Rivers was unplayable, and the Clippers went small with like Marcus Morris at center. You don't think Rudy Gay can match up with Marcus Morris? And it, Rudy Gay getting twelve mil for two years really makes me think of Marcus Morris getting all that money, like sixty four mil, because like, well, how much better is Marcus Morris than Rudy Gay really? Like, how much better is he really? Because Rudy Gay had a fucking damn good year. Let me let me look at what he shot. I think he shot like, what, 38% from three or something like that? Yeah, 38% from three on four and a half attempts a game in only six, no, in only 22 minutes a game. So he gave you 12 and five, 38% from three in 22 minutes a game. Like, he had a damn good year. So, 
Like, how much better is Marcus Morris really than Rudy Gay? And Rudy Gay, you know, he's always been a good defender. I'm not sure if he's a good defender right now. I think he's an average-ish, like, solid-ish defender right now. So, you know, great signing for the Jazz. You look at their rotation now, it's Mike, Donovan. uh, You look at the wing, it's Ingles, uh, Boyan, Royce. Um, Rudy, the last Niang, uh, they have, uh, uh, Rudy, yeah, I said Rudy, no, uh, they have, yeah, I said Rudy, it's in, like, Rudy Gibb, but they also have Gobert, obviously, and, um, they got Hassan Whiteside, like, that's all right, like, for the regular season, it'll be fine, like, Rudy's only gonna play, like, 30-ish minutes of games in the regular, 30-ish minutes per game in the regular season. So, you know, Whiteside's okay to have, like, the 18-minute range. But you also want to try those lineups where it's, you know, Rudy Gay at center. Let's just see, you know, what we can do with that. So, you know, Whiteside's fine. Like, it's, like I don't think he's going to play that much in the playoffs anyways. So, it's fine. Like, it was a fine signing, too. It was a, it was a good signing. Like, he's a good backup, solidish backup center. Um... But back to the Rudy one, like Rudy, I think Rudy's going to get a lot of playing time with this team, and I think he's going to be really helpful for for them because he's a good player. So I'm going to give that deal an A. I thought that was a good, especially because, like, the Warriors wanted him, the Clippers wanted him, the Lakers wanted him. So, like, a lot of, like, contenders wanted him, and you got him. All right, uh, Warriors got B. Elitza. He's going to fit in well there. Like, you, you, you throw out a lineup of, like, Steph, Clay, B. Elitza. Like that's a that's tough to guard, but my only thing with that is he's gonna have to play some defense, and he's just not like he's not a center, so he's not protecting the rim. And at the four, he can't really keep up with like the switching and like you know going baseline to baseline, you know recovering and stuff like that. But he is a great shooter. And, you know, good signing for them, like a good depth piece. If you look at the Warriors now, they have a bunch of players that they need to play in that want minutes. Uh, Bruce Brown goes back to Brooklyn for one year, 4.7 million. He took the qualifying offer or whatever the fuck it's called, where, you know, you take the one year, then next year you're unrestricted free agent. So, you know, Bruce Brown was really good for the Nets where, you know, he was essentially like, he operated like a center on uh, on offense, where, you know, he was a uh, role man and then they had shooting around him. You know, he, he played a little bit of point guard with the Pistons. So, you know, he's got, like, pretty solid vision. And when he's a role man, he's, a, he's a, like, he's pretty strong. So, like, he sets nice screens, he rolls, he gets the ball. He's, you know, he's got, like, the little point guard skills where he's got the floaters and he can kick it out to the corners or he can throw a lob. So, you know... That's a good role for him, and I think more players like him where they can't, like, really shoot, but, like, they're burly. Like, I think a, I think Westbrook needs to be doing that a lot. Um, so, you know, that's a good signing for them. Like, he's young. He can play some defense. He can rebound. He crashes the offensive glass. Pretty athletic. And um, he fits in well with your guys. So, you know, good signing for them. I'll give it an A. Uh, Rodney Hood goes to Milwaukee, got waived by the Raptors. Rodney Hood had that Achilles injury, and, you know, when when Kevin Durant came back, everyone was like, 
well, I mean, Achilles injuries, they're just not that big of a deal anymore. I'm like, and I was just like, yo, have you guys been watching what's going on with Rodney Hood? He can barely move out there. You know, he shot, what, 36% from the field, 30% from three. He couldn't get to the line at all. He couldn't rebound. He couldn't do anything. And the year, just the year before, he was averaging 11 points, you know, shooting 51%, uh, 49% from three, but that doesn't really count because it was only 21 games. So if you look at the year before that, you know, he was averaging 11, shooting, what, 44% from the field, 36% from three, 88% at the line. So it's like, you know, it's not the same guy. So, and if you look at him with the, um, what's it called? When he got to the, yeah, the Raptors or the Portland Blazers, like he didn't get better like throughout the season. So, I guess the only difference you could say is when KD got injured, he got injured in 2018-19, so he had the summer to rehab. Then he had all of next year to rehab. Then he had the summer again to rehab. So he had two summers, a full year to rehab, so like 500-something days. Uh, Rodney Hood only had like, you know, a year. Like, less than a year, actually, like. Yeah, around a year, like, yeah, around a year he, he had to heal. So maybe you could be like, you know, now he gets even more time to heal and he can come back next year and be better. But, like, it's a it's a fine player to take a flyer on just because if he's productive, it's fine. If it's not, like, you picked up enough players for you to, like, fill out the minutes. Um... So, like, one-year minimum, I'm guessing, like, it's fine. It's a fine deal. Like, I'll say a B. I'll say a B. Uh, James Johnson goes to Brooklyn. He's going to be, like, replacing that Jeff Green role. The only problem is he can't shoot. He's a better playmaker. He's not as athletic anymore. Like, he used to be pretty athletic. Um, but he's not, like, he's not athletic anymore. Um, good defender. Solid defender, I would say. Not good. Solid defender. Uh, doesn't move as well anymore. He looks like he got heavier too. Um, you know, he's 34, 34 and a half. Probably going to start out next season as 35. You know, like I said, he can play make a little. Um, he can... He's not a great rebounder, but like he's a solid like defender. Uh, can't really shoot, like I said. What's he been shooting these last couple? This year, he took four threes a game, made 26%. Uh, the year prior, he did make 36% of his threes, but only 32 games, so small sample size. But let's just go since he started shooting threes. So 2017 to now, he's shooting 32% from three. So I guess what your argument could be, well, you know, he's going to get the most wide-open threes. So, you know, that might be right. He might just be getting the most wide-open threes, and then because of that, he makes them. Maybe. Uh, it's a solid signing, though. You know, he can do a lot of the pick-and-roll stuff, though. Like, why can't he be a role man like the Bruce Brown type? You know, why can't he play backup center or something like that? So, I would say a B for that as well. Like, it was fine. It was a okay deal. Andre Drummond goes to Philadelphia for the minimum. Uh, the... um. It's good deal because he's a starting center in the league. Like, I don't think he's a good starting center, but, like, he's fine. And Joel misses a lot of games, so you have, like, if Joel misses a game, you have a guy that can come in and play 35 minutes a game. 
you know, give you 15 points, 15 rebounds, and, you know, he might be able to win you a couple games just because of that, like, you know, getting you a 20-20 game, you know, whatever. So, and you get it for the minimum. And, you know, Joel now only has to play, like, 30 minutes a night. Andre can come in for 18-ish. And, you know, he can also, like like I said, like, the games that Embiid is resting or if he's injured, you know, Drummond's going to get a lot of run there. Um, the Lakers are not going to miss him. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, he just wasn't a fit with the Lakers, especially if you look at, like, Russ, AD, LeBron. Like, he was not going to fit with them. So, Lakers aren't really going to miss him. Uh, I would say an A deal because I was not expecting that at all. And, you, you know, you get a starting center as a vet minimum, you know, backing up Joel. Like, that's an A deal. Uh, Taj Gibson goes back to New York, whatever. He's, like, old as fuck. Uh, all he does now is just hit people. You know, he fucking elbowed Chris Paul this year. Uh, he got cooked in the playoffs. Like, he's like a okay ninth man, you know, and that's what that's how he got paid. So, all right, deal. Orlando got Robin Lopez. Uh, five mil. I don't really, like, that was a bad deal to me. Not because five million isn't enough for Robin Lopez, but it's like you got Wendell, you got Mobamba. Um, you also got Isaac, who's going to play some five. So, you know, it's just five mil for a center that not really going to play. So that didn't really make that much sense to me. Abdul Nader goes back to Phoenix or stays in Phoenix, I guess. Two years, 4.2 mil. I like Nader. I think he's a solid, like, uh, third or fourth wing, like fourth wing. I think he's fine. You know, you look at their, the Suns wing, they lost Tory Craig. Um, Abdel was playing pretty well for them, and then he got injured throughout the season, and then he came back at the end. But you look at their wing, so you got Mikel and Jay. Then you got Cam Johnson, who's going to play a lot of minutes. He's going to give you, like, 24 to 30 minutes a night. But then Nader is, like, their fourth wing, who gives you, like, a solid 12 minutes a game. Can play some defense, knock down some corner threes. So, you know, good deal for them, like a quality eight ninth man and you get him for two mil a year not bad i would say an a deal um patty mills goes to brooklyn like patty mills was very coveted by the warriors the nets the lakers you know philadelphia like a lot of teams and you get him for six mil a year you know he knocks down threes he can play with Kyrie, with james harden uh it's gonna be tough playing them with all three of them together just because uh Kyrie's not a good defender. Patty Mills not a good defender. Harden is not a good defender. So it's like they're gonna get abused. So like, even though I think Kyrie and him can play together, like that's a small backcourt that's gonna get taken advantage of. Harden and him can play together because you know Harden is six five, whatever. Um, but once again, not a great defensive backcourt, but. It's going to help their offense even more. And, like, he's going to take all those Mike James, Chris Chioza, uh, Landry Shamet minutes. And he's much better than those guys. And you only get him for $6 million a year. I would say an A deal for them. Carmelo goes to the Lakers. Carmelo's really accepted his role as a spot-up three-point shooter. He'll still get his ISOs. He'll still mid-range. Which he's still really good at. I think he shot, like, 45 46% from mid-range. So... He's still good at the mid-range jumpers, but he shot 41% from three. That's what the fuck matters. You know, you're going to get a lot of uh, lineups where, you know, LeBron at point guard. You got Ariza out there. You got Monk out there. You got Carmelo out there. Like, I I could see those lineups a lot. And, like, 
Kamala could get hot in the regular season. My only thing with it is, I, I hope if it comes down to it in a series where Melo is not playable, like this is a good regular season move, but I don't know how much he's going to be able to play in the playoffs. Maybe he might be able to play because my whole thing is like, you can have, I think, one guy out there of, like, the guys that are not good defenders. Maybe two against teams that aren't that good. But mostly you only want one of those guys out there. And I guess he could be out there sometimes if he's surrounded by, like, four good defenders. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a good deal. Uh, B plus. I would say a, a B. Because it's good for the regular season, but I don't know if he's going to be able to play in the playoffs. Uh, the Lakers also shocker, like a legit shocker, got Malik Monk on a, I believe, a vet minimum, one year vet minimum, and that's a great fucking deal because I need someone to tell me how much better is Buddy Heald really than Malik Monk. Malik Monk can get on fire with the best of them. He's like a forty percent high volume three point shooter. He's super athletic, and like if you look at his ball handling compared to Buddy. He's a much better ball handler than Buddy. And, you know, he's able to play make a little bit now. And my thing with Malik Monk is he's listed at 6'3". Let me just make sure. Yeah, he's listed at 6'3". He's at least 6'4". Like, if you look at him next to players that are actually 6'3", he's way bigger than them. So, you know, this year... He shot 40% from three on, per 36, nine attempts a game. So, you know, he's doing that. He's playmaking much better now. Defensively, like, he's not great, but he puts in a lot of effort, which if you put in effort and then you have defensive guys like LeBron, AD, then you got uh, Frank Vogel out there, I think he's going to be able to be passable. Personally, he's the guy I would start unless... THT comes back as just like a 36-37% three-point shooter now. But that's an A-plus deal, honestly, because I don't know how much better Buddy is than him. And you get him for the vet minimum. Uh, DeMar signed and trade to Chicago. Um, three years, $85 million. Not a bad deal, like 27 ish million a year, I think. Around that, I don't know, something like that, I guess. Um, the Spurs get Thad Young, Aminu. Thad Young's the only one that really matters from that. Thad Young's like a Spurs-ass player, like, created in a fucking lab, you know. You know, he does all the right things, all the things that, you know, Pop loves. Uh, unselfish player, can rebound, plays defense on multiple positions. So, you know, you get rid of DeRozan, but you pick up Thad Young. Like, pretty good, pretty good uh, sign-and-trade for you. Um, but... For the Bulls, you get Lonzo out there, Levine, DeRozan, Pat Williams at the four, hopefully, uh, and Vucevic. That's a pretty good fucking like offensive lineup. Defensively questionable, obviously, um, very questionable. Like I don't expect them to be anything higher than like the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth best defense in the league. But offensively, this should be a lot of fun uh, because you know you have. What what is that? Three guys that are high volume, good three point shooters, and Lonzo, Levine, uh, Vucevic, 
and Pat Williams can knock down an open three. DeRozan, like, that's a lot of space for him to get to the rim. And even when he doesn't have the ball, like, it's enough shooting where he can catch it and go. And I think that's going to be a really good team. It's going to be a really fun team. Tony Snell to Portland, you know, he's going to be taking all those, like, Carmelo minutes, and I think he's better than Carmelo right now. Like, he's just an elite spot-up shooter, and he's okay on defense. Like, I, I think he's a guy that can actually, like, play in the playoffs. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker goes back to the Lakers, three years, 32 mil. Pretty good deal. Like, some people were like, why are we paying Taylor Horton Tucker 10 mil a year? He's unproven. I'm like, yo, you, you guys realize he's 20 fucking years old, right? He's 20 years old, and he's already, like, a good 7th, 8th man. And he's shown so much. He gets to the rim at will. He's got, like, all these nice little reverse finishes. You know, English off the glass. He's pretty athletic. He's a great play. He's a good playmaker. Kind of plays some defense. He's got to turn it over a little bit less, and he's got to foul a little bit less. But you look at his improvements. I'm just, like, let's just look at his improvements real quick. Because I know people are going to bring up the shooting. But this is this is my thing. First, he's twenty. If you look at his uh, college, where where is it? Where did he go? In college, he shot sixty two and a half percent from the free throw line. Do you know what he shot this year from the free throw line? Seventy eight percent. He shot seventy eight percent from the free throw line. So he's already showing you improvement. So what makes I guess you think that next year he can't come back as like a 33, 34% three-point shooter. I think he can. And I think he's a good player. Like, I think he's a guy you have to keep. He's only 20 fucking years old. He's only going to be 21 when the season starts. And he he plays both the guard positions, point guard or shooting guard. And he's athletic. He's young. You got to keep him, and I think, what, 10.5 mil a year? That's, like, a good deal. I think that's, like, a a B-plus to A deal for them. Then they also got Kendrick fucking Nunn. Two years, 10 mil. You know, they were uh, looking at... If you look at their point guard situation, it was just Russ. And my guess was LeBron played his backup point guard, which exactly what I would have wanted. Like, before they even got Russ, I was like, Let's just go back to LeBron at point guard, please. That's how you won the fucking title. But the pick of Kendrick Nunn, two years, 10 mil, pretty good deal. Like, a good deal, actually. He can make threes. He can play make a little bit. He can play some defense. Uh, not a great defender. Like, kind of weak. But, like, he'll try on defense. But if you look at the Lakers now, it's like, who's even going to be playing? Because you got, like, just let's just look at the players that want minutes. Not want minutes, but are going to need minutes and, like, think they deserve to be out there on the court. Braun, Russ, AD, Mark, Dwight, uh, Mello, Ariza, Monk, THT, uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, fuck, Wayne Ellington, uh, Bazemore. That's 12 fucking guys. Like, there's no way you're going to be able to play all these guys. So, like, you're, you're going to have to come up with, like, a nice, like, 10-11 man rotation Maybe even 12. Let's just fuck it. Let's go to 12-man rotation. But really, realistically, like a 10 or 11-man rotation. And then in the playoffs, who's really who can really play? Like in the first round, maybe second round, you can play 
like nine or ten of those guys. But let's say you're playing Brooklyn in the finals. Is Carmelo Anthony a guy that can be playing? Is Wayne Ellington a guy that can be playing? I don't think so. I think Monk is the only one that could be playing from like the guys that can actually like shoot and aren't great defenders. Like Kendrick Nunn cannot play in that series. Monk is the only one that I think can because he's athletic enough and he's a good enough shooter where you have to be where he has to be out there. So, you know, they just have like 12 fucking players now. It's a lot. H. Smith goes, at the, uh, by the way, Talon, I would say an A, Kendrick Nunn, an A. Because, you know, you get them for uh, longer term deals. Like, you get Kendrick Nunn for next year as well. Um, so, like, some of these one year deals are going to go away, but you're, you're still going to have Kendrick Nunn for five mil a year. Not bad. Um. Ish Smith goes to Charlotte. Not bad. Like, Ish Smith had a pretty good year. Backing up, you know, Lonzo and Terry is going to be fine. Markeith goes to Miami. I've said this about Markeith before. He takes so many threes, but he doesn't make them. So it's like, what kind of stretch big are you if you're not going to make the fucking threes? He is better on defense than I think what a lot of people think. Like, especially as a perimeter defender. I think he's pretty solid. Um, like, good backup power forward Safe center. Um, my only thing was like he needs to have a bounce back three point shooting year. Uh, or Miami's like, or it just doesn't matter. Like it's just not gonna matter. Uh, George Niang goes to Philadelphia. Like pretty good two years, six point seven million. He had a great year. He can make threes. Uh, he can handle it a little bit, and um, you know he's gonna be a pretty good power forward for them. Like they needed shooting, they got shooting, so. Not bad, you know. I heard George Hill will be going to the Bucks, so the Bucks have on their bench now: Connington, Portis, Hill, Rodney Hood, Semi. So not a bad bench, like pretty solid. I imagine they're gonna add more people. There's gonna be more people to add for them, and yeah, I think you know we're we're headed for. A bunch of players still left that matter. Like, if you look at the free agents that are still available, it's a lot of them. Like, Kawhi still has not signed. You know, we still have John Collins out there, Kelly Oubre out there, uh, Danny Green's out there. Let me look at who else the fuck is out there. Laurie Markkinen, I believe, is still out there. He hasn't signed anywhere. Um... Who else? Dennis Schroeder still hasn't signed. Uh, I said Danny Green, Laurie Markkinen. Reggie Jackson, he had a great playoff. He still hasn't signed. Oladipo hasn't signed. Uh, Iguodala, Josh Hart, Winslow, um, J.J. Redick, Terrence Davis, um, Wes Matthews, even though like that doesn't really matter as much. Wes Matthews, like, he took a big step down shooting-wise. So that's probably why, like, people just don't trust his shooting anymore. Uh, Millsap still hasn't signed. Kem Birch hasn't signed. Hamadou Diallo, DeMarcus Cousins, Bryn Forbes, Savi Mikhailuk hasn't signed. Um, Mo Wagner, uh, Enos Kanner, Jared Vanderbilt had a great year for the Wolves. Um, Avery Bradley still hasn't signed. Frank Nielakina hasn't signed. 
Uh, Garrison Matthews, I think someone really should fucking pick him up. He was a very good three-point shooter, and he can play some defense. Like, the 76ers should go after him for sure. Um, so he still hasn't signed. He's free. Like that. I just think, like, 15 players that still matter that are on the board. And I think teams can have, like, most of them. Like, obviously, teams can't have just Kawhi fucking Leonard or John Collins. Like, you're going to need some money there. But there's still a lot to be done, and I'm very excited for, like, the upcoming days and weeks, you know, because of, like, free, agent still, free agency is still going on, and we still have a lot of trade season to go. So, you know, I'm very excited about that, and, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Decide what we want